Hello, it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours from the world of Disney+. Plus. I'll cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we covered the movie The Guardians of the Galaxy as part of our MCU series. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last movie, we've been watching the live-action Winnie the Pooh and Friends movie, Christopher Robin. But I'll get back to that a little bit later in the show. How's everyone been doing this past week? As you can hear, my voice sounds a little bit better. I finally, I think, improved sometime around, I think it was maybe Wednesday or Thursday, something like that. I finally saw a turning point in where my health was. I'm still a little bit short of breath and my voice is still a little bit rougher than it usually is, but uh, yeah, I've definitely seen a turning point. It's also been a really, really busy week as well. I feel like I haven't stopped. In fact, I felt so busy earlier this week that by Wednesday midday, for some reason, it felt like a Friday afternoon. That's how much I felt like I'd gotten like, fit into the week already. I'm still doing some marketing for one of our customers, as it were, so uh, that's really keeping me busy i'm not having time to do a lot of my own things but thankfully it's not been too busy on my end i've been scheduling some social media posts i haven't been able to do any new videos yet this year my commitment at the moment is that at least not this next week but the week after i want to at least do a short video just to kind of start getting back into the swing of things again but We'll see how that goes. My colleague who I work alongside with in like the marketing department, let's say, he's been there for seven and a half years, I think it is, something like that. He's actually leaving uh, tomorrow, Monday. So, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, interesting once he's gone and uh, I'll uh, be shouldering a little bit more responsibility. But uh, we'll see how that goes. I think there was the talk maybe a month or so ago that they might bring in a junior just to help me out with some of the more basic things that I can just hand off to them. So uh, we'll see how it goes. It'll be an exciting time anyway. I think he's going on to work in another marketing role, just uh, something that he feels has got a little bit more progression behind it, which I I completely understand. And uh, yeah, all the best to him sort of thing. I actually don't think he's going to be in tomorrow. I think I saw a message on my work phone earlier today saying that he's tested positive for COVID. So uh, yeah, even though his last day is theoretically tomorrow, he won't actually be in the office. And actually on Friday, he was actually asking me about podcasting, the place where he's going to Uh, I don't know whether it's his manager or someone he works alongside, I'm I'm not too sure, was asking about how they would go about starting up a podcast. So uh, I was turning the tables almost and giving advice on what I've been told by Jeff and other Sorcerer Radio presenters in the past as to like the best advice for podcasting. So it was nice to be able to kind of pass on that uh, information again and uh, hopefully help someone else out. I gave them advice on like, tech to be able to buy and software to be able to use and how this that and the other works and how to distribute and how to be able to monitor things and yeah no it was it was it felt really nice to be able to pass on all of that information and uh, anyone who's interested in starting podcasting please feel free to ask me questions 
Honestly, I may not be the 100% best person in the world. There is far many more people that have been doing it for much longer than me. Jeff Davis, the host of DW60, along with his wife, Nicole, Jeff gave me some fantastic advice when I was starting out. In, in fact, I even sent in the first few episodes just to be able to get his feedback on, and a lot of his feedback and instruction and things like that actually helped shape the podcast to become what it really is really he gave me advice such as where to sit with the microphone and also how to kind of hold myself to be able to get my voice out and not get out of breath and things like that but also just how to become a little bit more natural with it I mean, I work from notes on my phone. Uh, I used to script it, like, really, really almost, like, written word, reading out word for word. And going back and listening to it now, it sounded really, really wooden. And, in fact, the, the very first episode, which I didn't actually release, I actually re-recorded it and that that became the first episode that was terrible like I, i'm glad that i didn't publish that because it was absolutely awful but he gave me advice just such as take time away from your notes just to give your thoughts on things and that's kind of what this sort of segment at the beginning of the show is just me kind of giving my update of what's been going on with my life you may find it boring you may switch over to the like after about five minutes just to be able to get caught up with the disney news and that's okay but i like to be able to i don't know give some updates from my side of the pond and uh, also ask how you've been doing i always ask over in the sorcerer radio discord every day how's everyone doing today and it's always nice to be able to get feedback from them and uh, yeah i just care about other people i guess so uh, but anyway enough of my waffling let's get right into the news and i wanted to start with the news this week with the 2020 golden globes awards actually that was last week i think actually it was after my last show actually and uh, disney actually picked up a number of awards encanto won the award for best animated film west side story of course which is a fox film which is owned by disney won for best musical or comedy Actress Rachel Ziegler, I think that's how you pronounce that, won Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy for West Side Story 2. Ariana DeBoss also won Best Supporting Actress for West Side Story. And Michael, Michael Keaton also won Best Actor in a Limited or Anthology Series for uh, Dopesick, I think it was, which I believe it was on Hulu over in the US and, of course, over in the UK and internationally. It was on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, it's really nice to be able to see some of these new projects picking up some of these awards. I have to say I really did enjoy Encanto. I know in the last episode I said that it, it maybe wasn't my favourite Disney Plus film, and I'll still, well, Disney film in general, I'll still stick by that, but I did really enjoy the story as a whole, and I don't know, for me, yeah, it it was just that nice story, the the songs were okay, some of them were quite catchy, and uh, it had a really nice message behind it, but I don't think I connected with some of the characters, I think that was kind of my problem with it, but uh, the kids enjoyed it, in fact, the kids wanted to be able to watch it again at some point, so no doubt we'll be watching that over this next week. Moving on to some Star Wars news now, it was announced that production has been temporarily paused on season three of The Mandalorian after a drastic rise in COVID cases in the Los Angeles area. It's been reported that the uh, lead, of course, Pedro Pascal, has not actually been present on set yet for The Mandalorian. And I think the filming started maybe in 
November, October, something like that. Anyway, of course, he's been filming uh, The Last of Us, actually, for HBO Max. However, as, of course, on The Mandalorian, he's under a mask the majority of the time. He doesn't always have to be present on set. He can have a body double performing the relative actions that he needs to do. And then he can just do a voiceover in post-production. However, of course, there will be a few scenes that they will have to maybe go back and film where he may actually have his mask off for those scenes or be taking his mask off or anything like that. So when he is present on set, they will probably be refilming that. And then, of course, it will go into post-production for all of the graphics and also, of course, his uh, voiceover for the rest of the series. But uh, I think they've also been like this in previous seasons. I think season two... He was on the set the most, however, in season one, he was on set less than season two. And Anyway, it just means that with him mainly doing voiceover work, he doesn't actually have to be present for much of that. I also saw a report the other day that following the filming of The Mandalorian season three, that it's expected that production may move on to the upcoming Ahsoka Star Wars series. So I'm really excited about that. I'm looking forward to being able to see Ahsoka more on the uh, live action screen, let's say, and also catch up with some of these other characters from Rebels. Of course, we've got the rumours of Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra Bridger and also... um, Sabine Wren I think it is as well and I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe also get a sneak peek or at least a reference to uh, General Sundula as well. I was reading or listening to should I say the Alphabet Squadron books recently and uh, General Sundula was a big part of that and it was nice to be able to see her character or listen to and read her character and where she is after the uh, end of episode six really so yeah no, it was really good to be able to hear and read more about her character and find out just where she is in the universe and what she's been up to at this time we don't have a release date for either project however it's likely that the mandalorian season three will release either towards the end of 2022 sort of similar time to maybe when book of boba fett was this past year or maybe even early 2023 with ahsoka expected to follow maybe a few months after that Another Star Wars series which was rumoured to be confirmed this past week is a new live-action series based on the character of Bo-Katan Kryze. Her character was rumoured to be in the now-rumoured-to-be-cancelled, that's a real mouthful, uh, Rangers of the New Republic series. However, of course, as we've had no news on that and it's also now rumoured to be cancelled, it could be expected that we may now see her in her own series to fill that kind of... Uh, spot in the uh, production lineup let's call it we may also see her in the upcoming third season of the mandalorian of course following the events of the end of season two i actually really think that it'd be good to be able to start off season three with the mandalorian mando and uh, bo katan and her squad together again and yeah i think that would be really really interesting to be able to follow that story and then maybe as the series moves on she maybe goes on her own path and then maybe we follow up with her in her own series after that but i do feel that that would be really interesting her character of course was also a fan favorite in the clone wars and rebels and she's also played by battlestar galactica alum uh, katie sackhoff as well and i really think that she did a brilliant job not only voicing the character but also in live action form as well i really enjoyed her in Battlestar Galactica actually she did an absolutely brilliant job and you could see that she brought that same 
energy into this role as Bo-Katan. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to find out more about the possibility of this series, let's say. And I think it would be a really good series to be able to move on to and include in this new let's call it expanded TV universe. I don't know, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to finding out more about this. Moving on to some Marvel news now, though. We received a short teaser trailer for the upcoming Moon Knight series yesterday, with a full trailer announced to be coming on Monday. So it's likely that that trailer may tell us, us the release date for the upcoming series, which is likely to be in the coming months, of course. We're also awaiting the final date for other series as well, such as Miss Marvel and the She-Hulk series. So, yeah, I think we're expecting those to be announced in the coming weeks and months also. Deadline also reported this last week that Laura Donnelly, who many people may know from the Outlander series, has joined the upcoming Werewolf by Night special for Halloween alongside Gail Garcia Bernal. Not much is known about the special as of yet, other than it's going to be an upcoming Halloween special for Disney+. However, filming is expected to begin in the next couple of months, and as soon as, of course, I find out any more about it, I'll be letting you know. Staying on the Marvel news now, though, it's been rumoured this past week that Ken Christensen and Dara Resnick, I apologise if I'm saying those incorrectly, know how bad I am with names by now, apparently they've been brought on to join the writing team on the new Echo series for Disney+. The two have previously worked together on the Punisher and Daredevil series for Netflix and have been brought on board alongside the existing writers, Eaton Cohen and Emily Cohen, who are also executive producers on the series. Of course, Echo will follow the story of Maya Lopez following the events of Hawkeye and the series is expected to reintroduce Wilson Fisk so it'd be really interesting to be able to see how they do that following the off-camera shooting let's say at the end of the Hawkeye series I apologize if that's a spoiler for anyone I have tried to leave it a few weeks before I mentioned too much that could be in the way of spoilers but uh, yeah it's really interesting that these two have been brought on board because as I said, they've come from the Daredevil and Punisher Netflix series, and it could be that they've been brought in because of their experience with writing this Wilson Fisk character. And I think that would be really interesting because I really enjoyed how they portrayed Wilson Fisk in the Netflix series. And I think it would be really interesting to be able to bring in some of those character attributes into the new Marvel TV series on Disney+, and I'm really excited to see what they have in store, not only with the Echo series, but also with Echo's character and also the Wilson Fisk character going forwards. Of course, now with Charlie Cox returning to uh, the MCU, let's say, as Daredevil, so it could be that we may see these two on screen again in the not-too-distant future. Moving on, this last week, James Gunn sat down with Collider, where he spoke about his Peacemaker series for HBO Max. In the interview, he was also asking questions about some other upcoming projects, including the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. He said, It's still upcoming in the shoot. We were supposed to shoot one day in LA, and there's too much Omicron around, so we couldn't do that. We're going to have to fit it in. I haven't started it yet. I'm really excited to. It's really fun. The holiday special is... I'm almost jealous of it, even though I wrote it, because people freak out so much on how they love the script for the holiday special. I'm almost like, wait, wait, I've got this big movie I've been working on for two years. You love the holiday special, but I literally only wrote it in a short amount of time. But it's actually really funny and really good. 
So, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of excitement around this holiday special, and uh, it sounds like people who've read the script are also really excited, even people who uh, maybe have also read the uh, upcoming movie script as well. So, now I'm really looking forward to finding out more about this holiday special. Of course, we haven't had many Christmas holiday or anything that's been worded as a holiday special since, of course, the uh, disastrous <laughs> Star Wars holiday special. So, it's nice to be able to see that they're bringing in some form of official. Official MCU, let's say, holiday special. And I'm wondering if there's going to be any Star Wars nods in there. I'm going to bet that there's going to be at least one, so that'll be quite fun. We also received some updates this past week for the upcoming series Agatha House of Harkness, which will follow the evil witch Agatha Harkness following the events of WandaVision. It was reported in the rumours that the filming for the series could commence as soon as October later this year, with a potential release the following year. I actually really loved her character in the WandaVision series. I'm really looking forward to following up with her character again and seeing her impact on the MCU going forward, let's say. I think that it's a really interesting character that could feed into lots of other stories and also bring in lots of other characters and other potential villains as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out more about this. Moving on to some other news now, it was reported this past week that a sequel, or should I really be saying threequel, to the 2011 Fox animated film Rio is potentially still in the works at Disney+. It was reported that the production notes of the uh, upcoming Ice Age Adventures of Book Wild on the production schedule it actually stated that there would be like, the upcoming Rio film. So uh, it's interesting actually that because we haven't actually heard anything since about 2019 since it was very first reported that this was potentially in production and of course since then we've had a global pandemic. So it's interesting that it was still on the production schedule either alongside or following the Ice Age uh, special that's going to be premiering soon. So I'll be keeping an eye out on more information on this one. We've also got some casting updates too on some other upcoming projects. It was announced by The Hollywood Reporter that Andrew Burnap, who many people may know from The Chaperone, has joined the cast of the upcoming live-action Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs film, alongside Rachel Ziegler and Gal Gadot. Diz Insider also reported that he'll be playing a new character, who's currently called Jonathan. He's described as a man with plenty of swagger and a twinkle in his eye. Jonathan has turned to a Robin Hood-like thievery to provide for himself and his friends. Entranced by Snow White's kindness and courage, he soon finds himself falling in love and following her into battle. So yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a quite an interesting character. For some reason, this character reminds me a little bit of Flynn from the Tangled film. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he's portrayed on screen. But yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out more about this. Some of these live action films have actually been really good. Others, not so good. But yeah, I I'm, I'm interested to watch it nonetheless. Deadline also reported this past week the upcoming cast for the Queen National Treasure series. The cast will include Lyndon Smith, who will play FBI, FBI agent Ross, Zori Reed, who will play a friend of the series lead Jess, Jake Austin Walker, who will play the struggling musician Liam, and also is connected to the lost treasure that we'll be searching for in the series. Antonio Capriano, I think that's how you pronounce that, who will play a conspiracy theorist and goofball, Oren. 
And Jordan Rodriguez will play Golden Boy and Rule Follower in Jess's best friend Ethan. And they will all then join series lead Lisette Alexis, who will play, of course, Jess, as we've first spoken about previously. I'm really looking forward to finding out more about this series. I know I've said that a few times, but I absolutely loved the original films, and I can't wait to find out more about this project. It sounds like they've got a really rounded out cast along with this announcement of this cast the deadline also reported some more information on the cast i didn't want to go into it in too much depth because i feel like we'd have been here for a long time going to each of the characters backstories but i did want to give a a very brief description about each of them but uh, yeah it sounds like it's going to be really interesting we've got an fbi agent in there a couple of uh, the series leads friends in there as well and it's really interesting that we've got a conspiracy theorist and a like rule follower group like kind of person in there as well so uh, yeah it sounds like they've got a wide range of characters in this series it'll be interesting to see how they interact with each other Martin Short announced this past week in a recent interview that Shirley MacLaine and Amy Schumer will appear in at least one episode of the upcoming second series of Only Murderers in the Building and I know when it was on I said that me and my wife absolutely loved Only Murderers in the Building. I'm really looking forward to this season too, especially after the cliffhanger at the end of season one. Is yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to revisiting this main cast of characters. I think they're really able to flesh them out really well. And as I said at the time, it was like watching a murder mystery book. And I really hope that the second season will give that same sort of feel to it because i think that that's what gave the first season its success before i go on to my final news story of the week i did want to go over some other very brief announcements i didn't want to cover them in too much detail but it's been announced that gray's anatomy has been renewed for a 19th season station 19 has been renewed for a sixth season Disney and Hulu also released a trailer for the second season of Dollface starring Kat Dennings, which is due to release on February 11th. Disney also released a new trailer this last week for The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, which is due for release on February 23rd. And Disney also announced a new Disney nature documentary titled Polar Bear, which tells the story of a new mother whose memories of her own youth prepare her to navigate through motherhood in the increasingly challenging world that Polar bears face today and also finally in this short news segment i did see that the producers and creators behind why the last man have not been able to find a new home for a second or even future series of the series so uh, yeah it looks like why the last man has seen its uh, last day unfortunately so it's very sad to be able to hear and uh, i'm still going to try and watch the first season when i get around to it but uh, yeah i feel like i won't be rushing anymore but finally in the news this past week and i feel like i've saved the best story until last because i was so excited when i saw this announced earlier in the week disney has announced this past week that tim allen will be reprising his role as the santa claus from upcoming disney plus limited series the plot for the new series is described is described that scott calvin aka santa claus is on the brink of his 65th birthday and he's realizing that he can't be santa forever he's starting to lose a step in his santa duties and more importantly he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the normal world especially his two kids who have grown up at the north pole With all of the elves, children and family to please, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement for Santa, whilst preparing his family for a new adventure and a life south of the pole. 
So yeah, I absolutely lost my mind when I saw this announced early in the week because I, I know I said it when I covered the Santa Claus film before Christmas. I absolutely love these films. I have grown up with the Santa Claus films every Christmas since, well, since the very first film was released. And yeah, I absolutely love Tim Allen in this role. I think that he does an absolutely amazing job. And I'm just looking forward to being reintroduced into this world. We've been teased a few times with Tim Allen like growing out the beard, or should I say having a fake beard on for Last Man Standing. And yeah, I, I absolutely am going to love this series. The plot for the series sounds absolutely brilliant, and I'm really, really looking forward to finding out more about it and uh, finding out when they're going to be filming it. I'm hoping that we get some of the old cast back, so the Mrs. Claus, his son, um and maybe even Martin Shortback as Jack Frost as well. I think that'd be really good. But yeah, um, uh, who's the other one that I would like to be able to see come back? Oh, the guy who played Bernard. I don't know whether they could bring him back because he was an elf and he's not really supposed to age very much. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be really interesting to be able to bring him back as well. But yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this. And uh, I think that it could be an absolutely brilliant limited series. Of course, with him finding a new Santa to replace his role, it begs the question, who could it be? <laughs> what actor could they bring in to be able to fill Tim's shoes in the role of Santa Claus for, for Disney? So, uh, yeah, I'm really interested to find out who, who they'll go with. Will they go with another comedian? Will they go with someone who's a little bit more serious? Will they maybe introduce his son from the films as Santa Claus? Maybe he'll want to take on the role. But if they don't do that, what other actors might be interested in it? And it's a, me and my wife were talking about this the other night as, as who as an actor could potentially replace Tim Allen as the, as the Santa Claus. So uh, yeah, it'd be really interesting. Of course, and bringing in a new Santa Claus it does beg the question, are there other future projects that could use this same Santa Claus? Could we have a new Santa Claus 2, for example, where this new Santa has to find a Mrs. Claus? So, yeah, I'm really excited to find out more about this. And as soon as I find out anything, I'll be letting you know. And that's about it for this week's news. What are you most excited for from this last week's Disney Plus news? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D Plus Club. Or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now though it's time for a brief break and then I'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week. Sorcerer Radio. And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Well, of course, this last week we had episode three of The Book of Boba Fett, and I am loving this series. And I've seen to be seeing this with all of the Star Wars and Marvel series, but it's absolutely brilliant. I think the flashbacks are really good. I think they're really giving us an idea of uh, kind of Boba Fett's progression when we meet him at in season two of the Mandalorian and the sorts of things that he's been going through and where his mental state is and 
how his mental status changed towards not only other people, but the people of Tatooine as well, and specifically the, the Sand people. And, uh, yeah, it's really interesting to be able to find out more about his character. I also think that the way that they're introducing his character in uh, kind of like the modern Star Wars universe is really good. And, yeah, I'm just excited to find out more. We had some guest appearances this past week of a, a, a couple of uh, characters that we've been introduced to in the previous episode so i'm in, interested to find out more about them but also we got a new character pop up actually and uh, can you really call it a character anyway it was an animal i'm not going to give too much away you may have seen the rumors you may have also seen the spoilers that have been posted online but yeah i'm looking forward to finding out more about how this animal i'll call it will play into the rest of the series and uh, and also the animals handler let's call him uh, is also a really interesting choice as an actor because i think he does an absolutely brilliant job and uh, yeah i'm looking forward to it re- being reintroduced to this character as well let's say also earlier this week i know in the last episode i said that i'd been watching I'd watched Black Widow and I'd started watching Shang-Chi because I wanted to finish Shang-Chi before I started watching The Eternals. And I hadn't finished it at the time of uh, finishing recording the last episode, but actually I re- recorded the last episode, sat in the living room of our house, put my iPad on, put my AirPods in, actually finished watching it in the same night. So yeah, really enjoyed Shang-Chi. I'm looking forward to being reintroduced to their characters as well. It'd be interesting to see when they may next be introduced, let's say, in the MCU. I can't think of an upcoming project where they may be reintroduced or may may see them alongside other characters. Of course, there is a post-credit scene in Shang-Chi which do, does give us some of the other MCU characters. We get to see uh, Bruce Banner. We also get to see Miss, uh, Captain Marvel as well. So it'd be interesting to see when we may meet these characters again, whether it's maybe in the upcoming The Marvels movie we may get to be able to see him again or maybe there's another movie in the works that it's maybe one of the yet unannounced marvel projects that are on the production timeline but uh, yeah i'm looking forward to finding out more about these characters but uh, yeah no i really enjoyed it i actually felt almost sorry for the father character because you could see that he had kind of changed throughout the his lifetime let's call it and you felt almost sorry for him as to his reasonings behind what he did in the movie. So, uh, yeah, I'll not go too much into it. When we get round to Shang-Chi in the MCU watch order, I'll discuss it in much more detail. But, uh, yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I, do, I do feel it maybe didn't get its uh, full run in the cinema because of the current pandemic. But, yeah, no, I still enjoyed it. What have we got to look forward to this next week, though? Starting on Wednesday, of course, we'll be getting episode four of The Book of Boba Fett. And also we'll be getting the second batch of episodes from the second season of The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I've actually been watching some more of these recently, and yeah, I'm really enjoying these as well. He's got a really interesting take on some of the topics that he covers, so uh, yeah, I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing more of these. Also, we'll be getting Assembled, The Making of Hawkeye on Wednesday. In the US on Wednesday, you'll also be getting The Secret of Sulphur Springs Season 2 and also Vets on the Beach Seasons 1 and 2. Over in the UK, we'll be getting Queens Episodes 1 and 2, The Wonder Years Episode 5, The Big Leap Episode 8, 
Big Sky Season 2, Episode 3, Mixed Dish Season 1, Episode 23, and also, for some reason, all of Season 2 of Mixed Dish Season 2. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure about that. I, on one of the three or four sites that I used to be able to pull this list together, it did say that it would be all of the episodes, and I can't find anything that says that it's not. So we could potentially be getting all of Season 2 on Wednesday. We're also getting Bless the Hearts, the series finale, which is the end of the second season, I want to say. Puppy Dog Pals Season 4, Episodes 11 through 16. Tots Season 1. Tailspin Season 1. I loved Tailspin when I was a kid. I might have to introduce my kids to that. Um, we'll also be getting How to Win at Everything Season 1. Incredibly Small World Season 1. And Born in Africa Season 1 as well. At the time of recording this, again, as I say, I do use maybe two or three websites, sometimes four websites, to be able to pull together all of the information as to what's being released this next week in both the UK and the US. And at the time of me recording this, I can't find anything on the release schedule for the US this next Friday. So it could be that you're only getting new things to be released on Wednesday or potentially the things that are being released on Friday are just not worth reporting on. I have no idea, but if I do see anything that changes, I will try to compile an Instagram and Facebook post and I'll put it onto there. But at the time of me recording and making these notes, I couldn't find anything. Moving on to Thursday in the UK, though, we will be getting This Is Us, Season 6, Episode 3. And then moving on to Friday, we'll be getting the documentaries The New Air Force One, Flying Fortress, and Blood on the Wall. We'll also get the films Fantastic Mr. Fox, Lucy in the Sky, and My Cousin Rachel. And we'll also be getting more of the 30 for 30 specials in the form of Guru of Go, Into the Wind, King's Ransom, the Legend of Jimmy the Geek, and also Catholics versus Convicts. So uh, I, I really want to watch some of those 30 versus 30 specials. I haven't been able to watch many of them yet. I've, I think I've only watched two or three of them. But that's about it for this week. What are you most looking forward to? Let me know over on social media, of course, at at or forward slash the D plus club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course over in the sorcerer radio fun zone facebook group i'm going to take another short break now though but after that we'll be back with the weekly movie club good day everyone it's come to our attention that listening to the sounds of sorcerer radio can make one tap their feet and hum a familiar tune even causing one to smile have you caught the sensation yet listen now at srsounds.com this tape will now self-destruct and we're back and now it's time for the weekly movie club and as I mentioned earlier, this past week's movie has been the live-action Winnie the Pooh movie, Christopher Robin. So if you've never seen Christopher Robin before, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, go and watch the film, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. Now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. We start by meeting Christopher Robin as he's leaving for boarding school. So his friends from the Hundred Acre Wood, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Piglet... Eeyore, Kanga, Roo, Owl, and Rabbit throw him a goodbye party. At the party, Christopher comforts Pooh and tells him that he will never forget him before leaving to go off to boarding school. Christopher's rough experiences in boarding school and the sudden death of his father forces him to mature quickly, and he soon puts the hundred-acre wood and his friends there behind him. He grows up, marries an architect named Evelyn, has a daughter named Madeline, and serves in the British Army during World War II. 
After the war, he works as Director of Efficiency at Winslow Luggages. He neglects his family due to his demanding job and plans on sending Madeline to boarding school, just as he was sent to boarding school as a child. With the company hitting hard times, Christopher's superior, Giles Winslow Jr., tells him to decrease his expenditures by 20%, largely by choosing which employees he should lay off, and to present his plan on Monday. This causes Christopher to miss joining his family at their countryside cottage in Sussex for their final weekend of the summer. When Pooh awakens the next morning and is unable to find his friends, he decides to travel through the door which Christopher Robin was once known to emerge and finds himself in, of all places, London. He finds Christopher, who is extremely shocked to be able to see Pooh, but takes him back to his London home. After a night and morning of chaos, Christopher escorts Pooh back to Sussex on the next train. After sneaking past Christopher's cottage, the two enter the Hundred Acre Wood. Christopher becomes exasperated by Pooh's absent-mindedness and fear of heffalumps and woozles. Pooh, in an attempt to return Christopher's compass to him, trips into Christopher's briefcase and spills all of his papers all over the ground. Christopher, who is angered by this, yells at Pooh, declaring that he's not a child anymore before they become separated in a thick fog. He then falls into a heflum trap, which is flooded by rainfall, soaking him and all of his belongings. Christopher emerges and discovers Eeyore and Piglet, who lead him to the others, hiding in a log out of fear of a heffalump. However, this is soon revealed to be the squeaking of a rusty old weather vane from Al's house, after the wind made it fall from its tree where they were having tea. Unable to persuade his friends that he is truly Christopher Robin because of him looking so different and older, he pretends to defeat the heffalump to convince them. After defeating the mythical heffalump, Christopher finally convinces his friends that he is Christopher Robin, and they joyfully greet him. When they reunite with Pooh, Christopher apologises for upsetting him earlier, and tells him how lost he feels. Pooh forgives him, reminding Christopher that they have found each other, and comforts him with a hug. The next morning, Christopher rushes from the Hundred Acre Wood to make his presentation, after Tigger gives him his briefcase. On the way, he encounters his family, but much to Madeline's disappointment, he leaves straight away for London. Pooh realises that Tigger has removed all of Christopher's paperwork when drying his briefcase, so Pooh, Tigger, Piglet and Eeyore decide to return it. Upon entering the real world, they meet Madeline, who recognises them from her father's younger drawings. Madeline joins them, wanting to dissuade her father about boarding school, and they board a train to London, and Evelyn follows after them after discovering a note Madeline left. At his presentation, Christopher discovers that his briefcase contains all of the items from the Hundred Acre Wood that Tigger had given him, including Eeyore's tail. Evelyn arrives, and Christopher joins her to search for Madeline. Madeline's group stow away in the crates, but Tigger, Eeyore and Piglet are accidentally thrown out and find Christopher and Evelyn. Pooh and Madeline arrive near the Winslow building and reunite with Christopher and the others, but Madeline accidentally trips on the stairs and loses all but one of the papers, upsetting her and Pooh. Christopher assures Madeline of her importance to him and tells her that he will not be sending her to boarding school. Using the one paper Madeline saved, Christopher improvises a new plan involving reducing the prices of luggage, selling their luggage to ordinary people to increase demand, and giving em employees paid leave to be able to use and buy the luggage. 
Winslow Jr. dismisses the idea, but Winslow Sr. warms to it and agrees to the new plan. Winslow Jr. is humiliated as Christopher points out that he contributed nothing to the plan, having been out golfing all weekend. Christopher, along with Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore and Piglet, finally take his family to the Hundred Acre Wood to meet the rest of his friends. As everyone else relaxes at a picnic, Pooh and Christopher Robin both share a tender moment together. Later, the employees of Winslow's are seen having fun at the beach, whilst Richard Sherman performs busy doing nothing on a piano. Pooh, Tigger, Piglet and Eeyore are relaxing on beach chairs, with Eeyore saying, thank you for noticing me. Christopher Robin was released on the 3rd of August 2018 with a budget of $75 million. It made $197.7 million at the global box office. In 2003, Brigham Taylor, inspired by the last chapter of The House at Pooh Corner, pitched to Disney an idea about doing a Winnie the Pooh film, focusing on an adult Christopher Robin. However, due to other Pooh projects being in development at the time, the project was not pitched for a film. In 2015, producer Kirsten Burr approached Taylor to resurrect the project, which the two then started working on later that year. In April of 2015, Disney officially announced that the project was in development. Casting was officially announced for Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin in April of 2017, and then further casts were then announced in August that same year, including Hayley Atwell as his wife Evelyn, and the return of Disney legend and longtime Pooh voice actor Jim Cummings. The cast was rounded out with Peter Capaldi, Sophie Okonodo, I think that's how you say that, and Toby Jones cast as Rabbit, Kanga, and Al, respectively. Brad Garrett was brought in for the voice of Eeyore after previously voicing Eeyore in the 1995 Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree special, and Chris O'Dowd was originally set to voice Tigger, with Roger L. Jackson voice dubbing for him. However, after audiences reacted negatively to Chris O'Dowd's voicing in test screenings, he was then replaced by Jim Cummings, who has also voiced the character for more than 30 years. Filming began in August of 2017 in the UK, and finished in November 4th of the same year. Much of the filming of the Hundred Acre Wood scenes took place, took place in Ashwood Forest in Sussex, which was also the original inspiration for the setting. Further filming also took place at the Windsor Great Park, at Shepperton Studios, and also the Dover Seafront, as well as the Dover Marine Station, which is the town's cruise terminal, which also dubbed as the London Railway Station for filming. The opening segment, where the animals say goodbye to Christopher Robin, and he promises not to forget Pooh, this is loosely based on the very last Pooh story written by A.A. A. Milne, and the poem E.R. reads at the farewell party is an abridged version of the poem that is recited in the house at Pooh Corner. Many people have compared the film to Hook. In both cases, the young hero of a magical world leaves for the real world, where he gets married and has children, only to become obsessed with work and forget his childhood. A character from that magical world then comes to the real world, and brings the hero back to the magical world, and reminds them how to be young and happy. And for the last fact of this week, this is actually the longest Winnie the Pooh film. The runtime for the film is actually 104 minutes, unlike all of the previous animated films, which are either at about 60 or 70 minutes long. So I thought that was quite interesting to be able to end off the facts this week. But that's about it for the movie this week. What did you think? 
Personally, I really, really enjoyed this film. I absolutely love the Winnie the Pooh stories. In fact, my godmother is obsessed with the Winnie the Pooh stories and her favourite character is Eeyore. I actually bought her a plush Eeyore from this film for her birthday one year and she absolutely loves it she she has it like stored in like the most prized place in her home so yeah she absolutely loves it but back to my thoughts now i really enjoyed this film i think that ewan mcgregor and Haley atwell did an absolutely brilliant job one thing i remember i remember actually seeing all of the announcement announcements for this film and my very first reaction when they announced it was i really hoped that they would keep jim cummings as winnie the pooh and they did and I know that they were originally going to bring in another voice actor for Tigger, and I think that they did the best decision possible by bringing in Jim Cummings to also do the role of Tigger as well, because both of those voices, after watching all of the cartoons over the last 20, 30 years and so on and so forth, and the other animated specials and everything, it's just, I don't, I don't know, there's just something about his voice. If they hadn't have had that particular voice doing those roles i just I, I i don't think that it would have sounded right and i think that having his voice there for both of these characters just made it that bit more special and yeah they did absolutely brilliant job i really enjoyed the story i think it was done very well and i do understand how some people could maybe compare the layout of the story to hook because it's got that very much sort of adult out of time sort of vibe to it and yeah and i really really enjoyed this film I, similar to hook i really enjoyed hook as well but uh, yeah i think that they did it really really well and i also have a feeling that they could have followed this up with another film set in at the future timeline again with ewan mcgregor and Haley atwell and the rest of these characters it'd have been a nice starting block for a new kind of a, a new film series that uh, is able to have both those adult and child elements as well but yeah no really really enjoyed it i would highly recommend this to anyone who is not only a disney fan but a winnie the pooh fan as well of course recently winnie the pooh or at least the older a.a milne winnie the pooh books and stories and artwork actually went into the public domain so it actually gives other studios the chance to adapt these stories in their own way they cannot use the Disney properties, so they can't use Winnie the Pooh in his like red shirt and the artwork that's used in Disney films, but they can use the original drawings or they can use new original drawings along with uh, original stories as well. So it'd be interesting to see if any other studios start picking up Winnie the Pooh, but uh, I have a feeling that uh, Disney's uh, got it in good hands, really, at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what they do with the franchise going forward. But, yeah, this is definitely a film that I would recommend to anyone, whether you've got kids or not. I say just just an all-round enjoyable film and... Uh, just loved it. As always, I ask over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, the Fun Zone Facebook group, and also over on my social media for people to be able to share their comments. So, let's see what people had to say this week. I'll start off with Tim's comment that he messaged me over on Instagram. He said, This was an okay film for me. I'm not really a fan of the Winnie the Pooh stories. However, it was really nice to be able to see it in live action form, and I think that Disney did an absolutely brilliant job. No, I have to agree with that, Tim. Uh, I, I've i grown up with Winnie the Pooh. I've grown up with the original A.E. Milne stories. I've actually got a, 
a hardback book that I bought for my son before he was born, a long time before he was born actually, I bought it with the intention of having a family someday in the future, let's say. And the stories are absolutely brilliant, and it's a really, really nice form factor book. And I'll have to dig it out, maybe take a photo of it, put it over on uh, my Instagram. But, uh, no, I have to agree with you. Disney did an absolutely brilliant job with this story, regardless of whether you're a Winnie the Pooh fan or not. I just think that it's a, a really, really nice story to be able to check out. Moving on, Brandon over in the Discord said... Just watched the movie for the first time. It's interesting how, as an adult, Christopher learned some lessons from his childhood toy animal friends. Some valuable lessons about life. Valuable lessons about life and family. Interesting combination of the childhood and the adult worlds. Now, I completely agree with you, Brandon. I think that the way that they were able to bring his um, childhood toy friends from the Hundred Acre Wood into the real world, and also... If you compare these, of course, to the original uh, cartoon stories from Disney, it's also vibrant and uh, also full of life. But watching this film, there's a really dull, aged feel to it, not only in the kind of setting and the filming of it, but also in the toys themselves. You can see that toys like uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, they've aged over time. And it's interesting to be able to see how they were able to represent that on screen. I, I know I said that I bought an Eeyore for my godmother. I also bought a Winnie the Pooh and a Tigger for myself. And I think my wife may have a piglet somewhere too. We didn't get all of them just because we weren't able to. I don't think they were all in stock, but... We got the ones that we liked. So personally for me, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger are my favourite characters. My godmother's is Eeyore and my wife's is Piglet. So uh, yeah, we made sure to get those characters just because they look so so really good actually and age. We also have some other Disney Winnie the Pooh and Tigger toys for the kids, which are like the original cartoon representations of them. And it's in interesting to see them both side by side as well. Thank you for those comments, guys. It's always nice to be able to see what people thought of the movie each week. Now though, it's time to see what the guys over at Diz His had to say about Christopher Robin. Over to you guys. Diz His, Diz His review review okay guys so you guys ready to d plus uh this week was christopher robin uh have we all seen christopher robin talking about fi uh wait <laughs> which christopher robin was it the this one with, one with uh, uh you and mcgregor okay, yeah yes, Obi -Wan. yes 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 i love that movie actually yeah, that movie generated one of my favorite memes of all times <laughs> which one which one it's the one um it's Pooh standing up on the counter and he says something like I have General Kenobi, I have the high ground or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about Goodbye, Christopher Robin, which is an equally good movie. Uh, a lot darker of a Disney movie. It's not a Disney movie. It's about the That's creation. That's a Johnny Depp? No, it's it's actually not. Uh, it's, it's about the creation of Winnie the Pooh. Um, Winnie the Pooh was created after uh, World War One. He had, uh, mm -hmm. the, the creator had what they called shell shock. It was PTSD that was undiagnosed back then. And he wrote um, Winnie the Pooh to bring joy to the world because the whole, the world is a really dark place. It was a really cool movie. Um, if you ever get a chance to watch it, you should. But Christopher Robin, very lighthearted movie. It is. And Emily loves uh, Winnie the Pooh, so we saw it on opening night. And uh, oh, we both you really did? enjoyed it. Yeah, we both really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, we really enjoyed it too. I was really surprised how much I was going to enjoy it, but it was really yeah. good. Yeah, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I liked it a lot. I'm not a big Pooh fan. Yeah. No? No, I'm not. I don't like Pooh. 
we and so in my son's bedroom before my son was born my wife you know she's an art teacher and she she you know she's an artist and so she we have winnie the pooh she painted winnie the pooh up on the wall says so like winnie the pooh there's piglet you know up on the wall and uh, so we do like winnie the pooh here and you know it's just a really cool story of how you know growing up you kind of lose that you lose that childhood like you know uh thought process i guess you can say and you know that's what the movie's about it's kind of an adult kind of getting that back right yep it's definitely yeah. a feel good movie yeah so it's going to give this uh, let's give it a rating right we got the rubric in Alex, oh, you want to go ahead and uh, read it? Read us the rubric for the movie. Sure, we'll do a quick rubric. So the first one is how good is the story? How good is the story it tells? How good is it telling the story of Winnie the Pooh? Of course, three being the best, two being great, one being good, and zero being disappointing. Joe, uh, I'm gonna give it a two. I wouldn't say it's one of the best. It's definitely great, right? But there's so many Winnie the Pooh stories. Of course, I mean, if you're gonna talk about Winnie the Pooh. One of the best probably going to be the original Winnie the Pooh, like the cartoon, right? Uh-huh. But I definitely think this is a great one. This is probably one of my, the better ones uh, for sure. Uh, Jen? Yeah, I would say too. Um, you know, it's a it's a likable movie, but it's not one of the ones where I'm sitting there going, what am I going to do tonight? Let me watch a movie. Oh, let me watch that one. So, Chris? Yeah, I agree with both of them. Number, it's a two for me too. And I'm also going to say a two because I think it's a good one. It's different. I'd say it's different than the the cartoon you're saying because it's a different perspective, right? Sure. Yep. So it's different on that point, but it is a, it is good. Uh, two, is it timeless? Do you think this movie can stand the test of time? Uh, Joe. Of course, man. This is this is definitely timeless. Winnie the Pooh. This is a story that's gonna be told, and just like it's kind of like very Chris. You know, he brought up the other Christopher Robin story, right? And there, it's still almost the same story in a way, I would say, where this is someone who's just gotten back from the war, you know, is kind of reliving, you know, he's trying to kind of get that memory of him as a kid back in his childhood, you know, I think there's a lot more to it that you can look into with this story. So yes, I do. I do think it's timeless. I give it a three. Jen? Uh, I'm going to go with a two again on this one. I like the movie. I, it's just like, like I said, not one of my tops. So we'll go to Chris. I'm going to give it a two because I think that the live action uh, is, a, is a trend. I think that's like what's really uh, in right now. So I don't think it, it will withstand the test of time. I think it's someday this will be dated because um, it, obviously we did a live action because that's what's in today. So I, I don't think that's going to be in, you know, necessarily in the future. So I'd give that a two. Okay. And I, and I would also give it a two because I don't think, I think if I watch it 10 years from now, it'd still be good. Like quality wise and story wise, it's not going to be terrible just because i'm watching it 10 years from now and then uh third is how badly do you want to watch it again joe uh too excited okay jen uh one i'm I, it's if it's there chris i give it a one i wouldn't i wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again yeah i'm giving it a one as well and then of course joe's favorite part a magic point <laughs> joe would you give it a magic point of course i'm gonna give anything winnie the pooh magic point anything that's winnie the pooh magic point Jen? <laughs> no, I'm good. Chris? I give it a magic point. Just a lot of, uh, I, I liked Winnie the Pooh growing up, and Emily's favorite character is Winnie the Pooh. So I'd, uh, a lot of people, my, my family used to call me Christopher Robin when I was little. So it's got, it's definitely, definitely warrants a magic point. Did they really? Did they really? Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. My cousin still calls me Christopher Robin. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. That's so cool. I didn't know you were blonde. Okay. Tallying up the scores. Let me put these through the calculator. A lot of numbers I got to work with here. So, Jen and I both gave it a five. Wait, that can't be right. No, yeah, we both Wait. gave it a five. 
We tied. We tied. We both gave it a five. Wow. And Joe and Chris both gave it an eight. An eight? Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what I would have given it. Yeah. Two, four, five. I gave it a six. You gave it a, a two, a two, Wait, a one, really? and a one. I give it a six. Yes. I can't do math. Yes. <laughs> I think a six out of ten is a very fair, uh, very fair rating for this. If with decimals, I'd probably give it like a six five, six eight out of ten. Maybe a seven two at the highest. Nah, I think six eight. Six eight's the peak for this movie. Want to hear more from Alex, Joe, and Jen? Go to DizHiz.com. Thank you, guys, as always. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or, of course, over on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. And if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie each week, you can do so over on my Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. Next week for the weekly movie club, we'll be featuring the Pixar movie Cars. Until then though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>